Bezvas Hashem, we're learning Brachas Chavavim at Aleph. We're going to begin from Chavhemad Bez, Amar of Yosef, around seven lines up, approximately, right um, uh, from the bottom. It's uh, right before the lines become wide. The last line, last wide lines. Amar of Yosef. So we're discussing over here that if you have a Kli, which is Munach Tachasamito, if you have a kli which is underneath a bed, is that considered to be like it's in the ground, and therefore it's not a problem to recite a dovish shebekdusha in front of that kli, that bucket which is used for urine or a chamber pot, you know, things like this. Amrav Yosef boimine Huna. He asked Rav the following question: Mito, a bed that its legs are short. Pachos mishloisha, less than three tefachim from the ground. So pshita li the kilovod dami. To me, that's obvious. That has a din of lovod. What does lovod mean? Lovod is when anything is within three tefachim from the ground, it's viewed as it is the, on the ground, just like you have by sukkah, sukkah, right? It's lovod within three tefachim from the ground. So if this bed is within three tefachim from the ground, and yet this bucket that is used to relieve oneself in. And that bucket is, is underneath the bed. So then you can recite, because now a Dabash Abedush in front of it, buy it. Why? Because now it's already, like it's not there. Okay, it's Kalavudam. Shloisha, now the question is, why what? Shloisha, Arba, Chamisha, Shisha, Shiva, Shmoina, Tisha, Tfachim. What's the shine? In other words, if the bed is between four to nine Tfachim high from the ground. So now... The shayla is, what's, what's the shayla with that bucket underneath the bed? Do we say that the kalim that are under the bed are considered to be like it's tmunim bekarko, like it's in the ground and you can recite underneath, you can recite Dabash Vakdusha in front of it, or not? So Amalei Rav Huna said back to Rav Yosef, Loyadana. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So between four to nine fachim, he says, I don't know. Now, asara, if the bed is ten fachim from the ground, vadai loimi boili. That's not where there's a shayla. Because if it's ten fachim above the ground, it's poshut, it's obvious that those kalim that are underneath the bed are not considered to be like it's in the ground, like it's covered up. Because the bed is, in that case, not a hefsik, it's such a separation, so it's not a covering for that bucket underneath it. Because it's ten tefachim high, so there's no shaila if it's ten tefachim high. There's no shaila if it's three tefachim down. What's the shaila? We can four to nine. Okay, Amr It's good that you didn't ask in that case. Why? Because kol asara is the shusa achritahi. Any time it's ten tefachim, it's like a different domain. And that's why, just to explain that, that concept of the ten fachim is different domain, mi'ikrat din, just want to bring out this point from the light of the law, if you have an Aaron Kodesh, which is more than ten fachim high, and they take out the Sefer Torah from that Aaron Kodesh in that place, mi'ikrat din, you don't have to stand. Why? Because it, the Sefer Torah is a different Rishus. Now, Ramayish Zatzal, who was very mocked, but even in his late years, even if that would be the situation, he would stand anyway, because give cover to Torah, even if it's a different Rishos. But I want to bring out the point where it's called a different Rishos. So, if it's 10th, it's a different Rishos. So 
Back in our case, our halacha, if it's 10 tfachim high, it's not considered to be covered, and then you have a problem of reciting in front of it. If it's below 3 tfachim, then it's considered to be in the carcass, in the ground, and then you can make a bracha, or in our case, kriyashma. Okay, the shaila is, what's 4 to 9? What's, what's the din of 4 to 9? So you want to know what the halach is. And therefore that which is below it is considered to be in the ground. Okay, and then you can recite Shema. And then you cannot make a bracha Kriyashma in front of it. Because it's not like it's in the ground. He calls the Gemara calls the Shloisha Adasara, which is really what it means, 4 to 9. Is Haina de Boimine, that's where the Shaila is. That Rav Yosef asked Rafuna, Vloi Pashitli. And he didn't answer the question, he didn't have an answer. Amar Rav, the Rav said, Halacha, Kirabi Shimon ben Alazar, Halacha Zak Rav Shimon Alazar, that holds that the house is considered to be like Arba Amois, and therefore, if you have Kalim, if you have in the house Kalim that are designated for Tsoya or Meraglayim, the chamber pot, as we call it, then one should not recite Kriyashma until it takes him out of that room. Okay. The Chayin Amar Bali, Bali is the name of the Chacham. Amar Rav Yaakov, Ibrahim the Bas Shmuel. Halacha, Kirabi Shimon, Vinalaz, Halacha is like Rav Shimon Alazar. Rav Amar, and Halacha Rav Shimon Alazar. Rav says Halacha is not like Rav Shimon Alazar. Zagmar Vaita. Now we discuss in regards to having relations in a room where there is a Sefer Torah. Rebbe, can you clarify where we are? 20? Rav Acha made a Shidduch with his son. Rav Acha Yasek Lei Lebrei Bei Rav Yitzchak Bar Shmuel Bar Marsa. Okay. Ayuli Lechopo. They went to the Chopo. Vloi Hava Mistaya Milsa. But they were not mitzlech, weren't able to have relations. Didn't work. Also, Basra Ayune. So, Rav Acho, his father, went to go check, like, what's going on. He found the Sefer Torah in the room that they were going to have relations in, that they were trying to have relations in. So he said, If I would not have come here, you would have caused damage to my son by having relations. With a sefer Torah in the room, did Tanya? We learn in the tefillin, a room or a house that has a sefer Torah or tefillin in that room is also lishamish by yisamito. It's forbidden to have relations in that room. until you take them out, or you put them in two containers. You double wrap it. Okay. Now, in regards to the double wrapping. So, we only permitted that you can double wrap it, only if it's a container that's not designated for the actual Sevet Torah over the Tefillin, when they call double wrapping. But if it's a specific, if it's a designated container for this item, for the Sevet Torah, for the Tefillin, even ten containers don't don't add up to more than one container. So it's only considered to be wrapped once. And and that is the case with your tefillin bag as well, that the tefillin bag is, is already considered to be one wrapping. So you need a separate wrapping for it to be a double wrapping. Yeah, but iron, you have to cover the iron and make a second 
Well, well, uh, you had to cover the Aram Kaidish, but we're going to discuss more about making Mechitza. That's the next piece of Gemara we're going to get right now. So, Amr Rav Glimo, Rav Glimo says, Beged, now on the top of 26a. Okay, 26a, Chav Vav Aleph. Okay, so, Amr Rav Glimo, a Beged, which is placed, Akmatro, on top of the chest of Svarim, it's considered to be like it's double wrapped. Okay, if you put the garment on top of the chest, then it's not considered to be like it's there anymore. Okay, now, back in regards to Allah, regards to having relations in the room with the Seva Torah in that room. Amr Rabbi Yishuban Levi. Yishuban Levi says the following. Seva Torah, if there's a Seva Torah in the room, you have to make a partition of at least 10 Tfachim high. Okay? And 10 Tfachim is not really too tall. It's the, it's the height of the table you're sitting at. That's really what 10 Tfachim is. In order to have first relations in that room where the, where the Sevetar is. So, Rav Ashi, Rav Zutra went so the house of Ashi, and he saw that there's a Sevetaira in the room that he sleeps in. And he made a partition, a sorrow of ten Fakim high. So Omar so Marzutra said to Ravashi, Kiman, who do you hold like? Is it like Rabbishua ben Levi? That Rabbishua ben Levi said, that if you have a Sevet Torah in your room, you make a Mechitza, so that's good. So, Amor, when did Rabbi Yishuban Levi say this? Amor, the Amor Rabbi Yishuban Levi, that a Mechitza for the Sevet Torah is good. That's the less base Achrina. That's when the less lay base Achrina. That's if you don't have another room to put the Sevet Torah in. Oh, is lay base Achrina. But if you have another room to put the Sevet Torah in, then you should put the Sevet Torah there. Why didn't you... Is, is that how you hold? Should you be putting the Sevet Torah in another room? Or is the Mechitza sufficient? So really, the Mechitza works. But if you have another room to put the Sevet Torah in, you should have put it there. So why didn't he do that? So he says, There wasn't on my mind. I, I should write, I should have put it in another room. I had another room. So bottom line, the Gemara is telling us, if there's no other room to put the Sevet Torah in, and the person is going to have relations, Tashmish, so then you make a Mechitza ten Tfachim, and that mechitza, that partition, is like the Sefer Torah is in another room. If you have another room to put it in, it's even better. The Mishnah told us in Chav Beis Amit Beis, how much should you distance yourself from the Tzoya, and we said, or the Meraglayim, we said, and we said, Kriyashima, we said, Arba Amois. So, Amar Rava, Amar Avschoyra, Amar Avhuna. We only said that it's sufficient that you distance yourself. That's only if the excrement is behind you. So what, what do you have to do? We're talking about there's no odor. You have to make sure you distance yourself. Of course, there's a very Nagayal Maisa, Shaila, if you have diapers around in the house, or even if not in diapers in the house, if you're leaving the bathroom, you also want to make sure that you don't. Sometimes people say Ashiyasa when as soon as they walk out of the bathroom, which is a good thing. But you want to make sure there's no odor. You want to make sure the door's closed. If it's, if the tsoy is behind you, let's say a person, let's say the toilet's not flushing. And, and you come out and the door's open. Make sure you're more than Dalai Lama before you start saying Ashiyasa. 
Amma is, is like a foot and a half approximately. Like if you take your, your middle finger, go down to your elbow. That's why the middle finger is called an Amma. That's the one of the reasons. You like that one? Okay. You go from the middle finger down to your elbow. That's like an Amma. Avolifanov, but the Gemara says in front, if you're facing the Tsoya or the Meregline, the Tsoya means the excrement or the urine, then Marechik Moloy Einov, you have to distance yourself before you make a bracha or recite Kriyashma rather, which is our topic, as far as your eye can see it. So right now, I happen to be sitting in a position where I could see straight, uh, good, uh, what is that, 70 feet in front of me over there, okay? Because this door is open and that door is open. So I can see it straight across. So that's what we're saying over here. If my eye can still see the tzay over there, that's a problem. Okay. The chayin, let's feel it so too. The same law applies to Shema Esri as well, just like it does to Kriyashma. So frankly, Mara Aini, is this true? Is this true that if there's tzay in front of your eyes and your, where your eye can see that you cannot dive in? I mean, Person can stand opposite the bathroom at a distance of four amos. Um and he is a lot of davin, and the understanding is that in the basic say the bathroom there is is considered to be a place of tsoy, a place of excrement. So if you're facing a bathroom and you can still daven there when you're facing it, and it has like a status of of tsoya, so then that's not it's a contradiction of what we just said. So Hachamayaskinon, the more answer is what's the case we're talking about? It's the basic say she'ain boy tsoya. We're talking about a basic said that there is no tsoya, there is no excrement there. Therefore, that that Bryce is saying that you can be facing it, and it's not a problem, and you don't have to distance yourself as far as your eye can see. So the Gemara says, I don't like that so much. Ain't is that really true? What you're saying that it's a basic say that there's no tsoya in it, so therefore you can. Therefore, you can uh, still recite Shema or davening in front of it. The bathroom that we said, it's also, that we're talking about, is also to the thinking and learning. It's also to be thinking, even though there's no excrement there. So if you can't be thinking and learning in there, you can't be facing it. In the bathhouse that we spoke about, that you cannot say, you cannot be thinking or learning. Even though there's no person unclad, you still cannot be facing that place. Because the status of that makam, of the place itself, gives it a status where you cannot be making a brach in front of it. So Gemara comes back and gives an answer and says, What must we be dealing with? We're talking about a new bathroom. Hasn't been used. Ah, we're going to get into that. Okay, very good, very good. So, when we say hasn't been used, you're already step two. You're step one, which is good. Meaning it's new. So, it hasn't been used. The question is, Rabbi Saul is saying over here, well, did you designate it? So, what's the question now? Well, does designation do anything? Right? That's another Shiloh. Right? So, step one, the Gemara says, is Bechadati. By a new bathroom, that this this bathroom is going to be the place to be used as the bathroom. Okay? But you didn't use it yet. Okay? Therefore, you don't have to distance yourself as as far as your eye can see. And it's just sufficient to distance yourself dal amos, for amos. But, but by a basic say yashim, by, by an older bathroom, which has already been used, then, sorry, you have to distance yourself 
Kemali Einav, as far as your eyes can see it. So now the Gemara is like this. Back on this discussion of this bias, this basic Chadati. I have only boy later Ravina. Ravina was Mesubak Hesminoi. If you designate something, but you never use it, but something is designated for a specific purpose, such as you designate this room to be used as a basic kisei. Okay? Does designation alone create that status that now it has a status of bathroom? And if it does, then you can't be facing it within your eyesight or perhaps or Dalaramas, or you can't be saying different tire in it. Why? Even though it's sparkling clean. But maybe you just designated for this purpose. So that's the Gemara Shail over here. Maho. Do we say Hazmona, the designation creates the status and therefore it's Osir? Or no. Until you use it, it's irrelevant. It's, it's a matter of using it and not just designating it. So Gemara answers, that this question was asked to Ravina, the question was, can you daven inside of that new, new bathroom to be? It's going to be used as a bathroom. Can you daven inside of it? It was never used yet. But it was obvious to daven facing it, that was not a shayla. That you're definitely permitted to do. The only shayla was to actually daven in the place itself that it was designated and will be used in some time in the future, in the near future, for that purpose of the bathroom. Okay. Zagmar Vait. The bathhouses, bathrooms of the Persians, where they would dig a hole in the ground, and the tsoy, the excrement, would actually roll down. It wouldn't stay in the place where the person would relieve himself. Even though the tsoy is there, meaning the person relieving himself in that spot, but it's as if it's covered up. Going back to our whole question about the bed. If it's 10 tfachim, 4 to 9 tfachim, 3 tfachim. Here, the bathroom that the Persians, they, their architectural understanding is, it, is that it rolls away. So since the excrement is, rolls away, it's like it's, it's covered up already. And we're obviously talking about a case where there's no reachra, there's no bad odor. And you would be permitted to recite uh, Kriyashma in front of it. Okay. Now we come to a Mishnah, which we saw earlier in the Sogi, which is the last Mishnah of the third parak over here. The Mishnah says like this. Now, before we see the Mishnah, just a little introduction. We know if a person is tummy, they're impure, depending on the level of impurity, they become pure again by the correct process. Now, sometimes all you have to do is go to the mikvah. Sometimes going to the mikvah will not be sufficient. You still have to wait X amount of days, you still have to be sprinkled with this and that, or whatever it might be. Being a carbon, fine, we'll discuss different things. The question here is that a person who has two different types of impurities, one will go away by going to the mikvah, one will not go away by going to the mikvah, and he has two at the same time. Is there any benefit to go to the mikvah? I ask you that question, Rabbi Yisai. Is there any benefit for a person who is a balkari, which means he had a seminal flow, he didn't do anything wrong, he had relations, his seminal flow, so now, to become pure, he goes to the mikvah. But the same person, also, let's say, is a zav. Okay? He's a zav. He had some impurity of zav. 
So going to the mikvah is not going to do the job. Is there any benefit to go to the mikvah? You hear the shayla? This is Machloikas in our Mishnah. Let's see the Mishnah right now. Zov Shirakeri, a Zov, who was Tomei for seven days. But he also had a seminal flow. So too, Venida, so too a lady who's a Nida, who's also Tommy for seven days. Shepolto, Sheikh Vazero, and a lady who's a Nida, she also had uh, Zera, the man's seed that came out of her after relations, okay, for three days. Because for three days that Zera is still alive, it can create a child. After that, doesn't have any status. So to a lady had relations and then she became a Nida. On all these cases, the Tanakhama says, They have to go to the mikvah. They have to go to the mikvah. Okay? Now, what's the Tanakhama telling us? Yes, that even though a person still has the other category of impurity of Tumen still on them, nonetheless, is the, there's a necessity to go to the mikvah for the, for the Baal carry, to Tumen's carry. Okay? However, Abhuda Paita, Abhuda says that there's no benefit going to the mikvah because you're still potter, you still, you start to go, you have other impurity on you. So you can take off the Balkari problem, but you still have Tumazava. Azava, neither. Okay. Where it says as follows. Ibailuhu. They asked the following question in the base Medrash. Balkari Shiraziva. Now it's all the way around. The first case in the Mishnah was the Zav. Who became a Balkari. Now it's, it's Balkari who, who became Shiraz Ziva. Okay, so the Balkari, the Kari came first. Now, according to Rabbi Yehuda, what would he say? How would he learn this case? Does he have to go mikvah or not? So, key part to Rabbi Yehuda, when Rabbi Yehuda says he doesn't have to go to the mikvah because it doesn't help because he's still Tamei, the other impurity, that's Hasa, Bizzav, Shiraz Kari. That's the case with the Zav the stronger level of impurity happened, which he's going to be a Zav for seven days. By the way, Zav is Zion Beis. So Zion means seven. It's just a way to know that it's a seven-day process to become Tahar. Okay? Balkari, you go to the mikvah. Yeah, we don't know for how many times. Okay, that's true. It's going to Zav. Good, good point. Okay? Zav Shirah, Kari, Dimikara, first, he was Lav Bartvilahu. Originally, the Zav was not in the category going to the mikvah. Why? Because he was a Zav first. Avobalkari Shiraziva, but a Balkari who was in the category going to the mikvah because it's Balkari, who then became a Zav afterwards, the Mikara Baatvilahu, that first he was a Baatvila Mikhaif. He should go to the mikvah. Ideal more, or do we say Loishna? It doesn't make a difference. Whether the order was first he was a Balkari or a Zava, or or Ziva, or Ziva, or then Balkari. Doesn't make a difference. That's the Shaila Toshma. So Gemara wants to answer from our Mishnah. The Mishnah said, HaMeshameshes Rosa Nido, Svichat Vilo. Meshameshes, he had relations, and then became a Nido. Svichat Vilo. She has to go to Mikra. Who the Paitra says, no. I, HaMeshameshes Rosa Nido, Kibalkari Shiraza Ziva Damia. Ah, you see, Meshameshes means that first, the, the Kerry was there, the Zera, the Zera was there, and then he came a Zava, an Anida afterwards. So there was, there was a state of, of being able to go to the mikvah first, and Rabbi Yudha says, you don't need to. So to over here, so to over here, 
Um, you would say that the Kapat Rabbi Yehuda, Shmamina, did you see over here Rabbi Yehuda would say that you don't go to the mikvah either way, any, any way across the board. It doesn't make a difference if there was a category of going to the tvilo to the mikvah would help. But since you're on a different level of, a different status of impurity as well, you would not go to the mikvah because it doesn't help Kapat Rabbi Yehuda. It will take a question through two lines. We'll finish the, the parak here. Tani Rebbe Chiyo Behedyo Ba'kerisha Ziva Tzarech Tvilo Rebbe Yehuda Poiter. So he brings our Braisa that says exactly, answers our question that Ba'kerisha Ziva Tzarech Tvilo according to the Tanakama Ba'keri. So first he was in the category of Ba'keri which means he could go to the Mikvah but he was also a Zava. So the Tanakama will say he goes to Tvilo, goes to the Mikvah. Rebbe Yehuda Poiter. He says no. Doesn't make a difference, even if he was a Balkari first, in the category of a Balkari, he still would not go to the Mikha.